uh, literally saving people's lives, uh, picking people up from the water, um, and seeing and like meeting people that are uh, more or less off, always traumatized uh, when they get on board. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, definitely a life changing experience, and I'm, I'm really happy to, that I was able to do that response. Hi and welcome to the podcast Making an Impact. This is the podcast where all aspects of working in the global impact sector are discussed. My name is Helen Rask and I will be the host in this podcast. In this episode, we will meet Samal Saidi, who is the Humanitarian Communications Manager at Save the Children. Samal will let us know how he saved people from drowning in the Mediterranean Sea, what it's like to be constantly on a standby to go to an emergency, and why he started to work with communication in the first place. So, let's get started. Today I'm very happy and honored to have Saman Saidi, who is the Humanitarian Communications Manager at Save the Children. Saman, welcome to the podcast, Making an Impact. Thank you, it's my pleasure to be on your show. Uh, first, I would like to ask, as you are in a rowing position, uh, I would like to know, where are you at the moment? At the moment, I'm actually here in Stockholm, where it's kind of my home base. I'm from Sweden. Uh, yeah, on a downtime uh, period uh, after a, quite a long uh, deployment. Um, and what do you do as, uh, as a humanitarian communications manager? Uh, yeah, that's my title, <laughs> which in practice means that I... Uh, uh, have to be ready to cover a range of communications, uh, communication tasks, uh, which contributes to explain and profile save the children's life-saving work in emergency, uh, both internally within our global organization and to various external stakeholders. Uh, so when I deploy to a rapid onset or a slow onset emergency response, I normally take on a mix of roles. It can be acting uh, media manager, which means that I can do tasks like um, conduct media trainings with spokespeople and staff uh, in the response team, produce press releases uh, suitable for international media, uh, and respond to media queries, organize press conferences, briefings, photo opportunities, and facilitate field visits also. Um, but I can also have... a um, I act as a multimedia producer, which would mean to gather, edit, and produce various types of content, uh, collect stories and testimonies from our beneficiaries uh, and also staff, of course, um, creating audiovisual materials for various purposes and audiences. Yeah, I think that kind of captures it. Oh, I can also say like a, a third part would be that I take a more of an information communication role, which will be more focusing on the internal uh, communication flows that will mean, like, which means uh, reporting, um, writing situation report, provide updates across our organization uh, globally um, to, yeah, make sure that everybody's updated on how the context is developing and our programming is uh, proceeding. And you're roving. Your position is roving. So that, what does that mean? So it means that I'm kind of going from one response to the other. Um, so kind of dedicated search staff, as we call it here at Save the Children. Could you explain uh, that a bit more, what that means? Uh, so it means that I'm 100% available. So when there's a need uh, of a media or communication or infocoms manager in uh, any response uh, globally, I'm, uh, I, I'm ready to go. 
So, so far I've done four missions. Um, my first one was our search and rescue response in the central Mediterranean Sea, uh, um, the route between Libya and Italy, uh, where we saved uh, lives at sea. And shortly after that, I was deployed to Rohingya crisis. I, f I believe it was like one, I had like one or two weeks of downtime when I came back from that first mission. So sometimes, um, yeah, the downtime period can be quite short when the, the need is there. So then I deployed to our first, like the first phase of Save the Children's Response in Bangladesh for um, Rohingya refugees fleeing uh, violence and persecution in Myanmar. Uh, after that, I also been to um, the conflict affected parts of northeast Nigeria, where we see fightings uh, between uh, the central government and Boko Haram, uh, which has uh, displaced um, millions of people and exacerbated the ongoing food crisis um, there. And most lately, like I said initially, that uh, I just came back from a mission, and that was from the occupied Palestinian territories of uh, West Bank and Gaza. You said you mentioned in the beginning that you were uh, the first mission was to the Mediterranean Sea. Yes, that would be a, a tough bit, one. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. So maybe you could uh, explain a bit more about that one. Yeah, I was actually a bit shocked for that. Uh, it became my first mission when they presented it to me. Like, yeah, we have a big need in uh, on our vessel in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, this is back in 2017, actually. Um, so the search and rescue mission is for uh, refugees trying to cross um, the Mediterranean to seek safety in Europe. So it's uh, people fleeing from, um, yeah, most people come from West Africa, Middle East. At that time, it was mostly... West Africans, uh, but we all remember the refugee crisis uh, here in Europe in 2015 when a lot of, uh, especially Syrian refugees, tried to to uh, do dangerous crossings to find safety here in Europe, fleeing war and yeah, persecution back in their home countries. So you were on the ship? So I was on the Save the Children's uh, rescue ship, yes. And did what? Uh, in, in that, um, on that mission, I acted mostly like an information uh, comms manager, uh, documenting our work. Uh, we had some uh, uh, requests to like to show authorities when we brought the refugees to shore and when we disembarked them in Italy, that we had to show how the the rescue was conducted. I also reported back to. The organization globally gave updates about um, the, uh, our programming and also uh, the context, how things were developing uh, yeah, in our work. And how was it on the ship? Uh, how was it? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a life-changing experience. Um, um, one side of it was like, it was my first deployment, so I was kind of um, excited to like, go out, but at the same time, uh, I was also a bit, um, I think I was a bit nervous. Uh, I've heard much, much about the, that response. It's not a typical Save the Children response, as it's like uh, literally saving people's lives, uh, picking people up from the water um, and seeing and like meeting people that are uh, more or less off, always traumatized. Uh, when they get on board, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, how to put it? Yeah, definitely a life 
life-changing experience. And I'm, I'm really happy to, that I was able to do that response uh, shortly after uh, Save the Children and as many other NGOs uh, had to close down their operations on the sea due to political reasons uh, here in uh, Europe and especially in Italy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and how how did that affect your career path? I mean, did it make you any any? Did it change your way of thinking in a way? Uh, well, I've been working in this sector for a long time and working with, um, especially with people on the move, uh, refugees, uh, like issues related to refugees for a long time. But of course, it was a different thing to to be suddenly in a context where it's about saving uh, refugees' lives, like uh, save refugees' lives there and then, like very direct. Um, and of course it's, um, well, it definitely changed the, my perspective on many things to actually meet people in that situation and listening to their uh, stories uh, firsthand is uh, totally different uh, to to read about it back home in a safe space and like um yeah you get so much more details and also you, you have a person in front of you like and it was very it was very special like like most of my colleagues um, witnessed about the same thing like that you are so close to the people that you're there to help that you are literally on the same boat like we operate we conduct a rescue and then all of a sudden we have a uh, hundred to one thousand people on board uh, and and uh, you will connect with some of them and you will spend hours sometimes days with them on the vessel on the way back and um, you try to entertain them so they don't get bored and like to to see them and and um, yeah make sure that they feel safe and comfortable so you get a different kind of closeness uh, but at that time, I didn't have much experience experience working directly with um, refugees. But uh, I heard a lot of my colleagues uh, comparing with other responses they had been to. They had been in Greece, many of them, years before. And they said, like, yeah, this is different in that way, that you come so close to the people. And, um, yeah, and build another kind of relationship. So it was really weird sometimes to, like, disembark them and then, they were off into some kind of asylum process and yeah, I never saw any of them again, even though I've met hundreds of people or oh, thousands of people, sorry, um, that we have saved. Hey there, the rest of this podcast is exclusively for Impact Fellows. Upgrade now and accelerate your career. 